Welcome to the Lymphedema Mavens. I'm uh, Christine Wonderland, a.k.a. Coach Christine, and I'm here with my uh, partner in crime and my big buddy. Ah, Miss CJ. Yep, and we're excited. So uh, we have an excellent guest today. She wrote a wonderful ebook. Her name is Sue Collison, and CJ and I are going to be interviewing her. Um, we're broadcasting here from the Marbella Business Center here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, we want to get going because we're on a little time constraint with our guest. So we're going to move right into our guest, and then we'll talk about some other things uh, and uh, give you some of the websites that uh, you should be interested in. So I'm going to turn it over to Miss CJ. Okay. It's great to be back. It is. We have it a lot is. to talk about, but we're going to forego our normal little housekeeping things. We will talk about the Lymphedema Treatment Act, but after we speak with our guest, who, by the way, has been on our show before. Yes. And um, we caused quite a, st- <laughs> a storm. Oh, that's right. That, oh, my God. <laughs> with that conversation that we had, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, hey, uh, welcome back to the show, Sue. We're happy to have you here. Hi, guys. I want to thank you so much for having me on your show and, um, yeah, inviting me to talk about the book and kind of all about lymphedema. So thanks for having me. Yeah, the book is entitled What I Wish I'd Known, Lymphedema and Cancer. And uh, first of all, congratulations on writing a little marvelous book here. And, uh, yeah, you know, and I am going to tell you that I'm jealous because I haven't done it myself yet. And you still can do it. Yeah, you can yeah. still do it. You had your own experience, a very difficult experience with lymphedema. So yeah. you can yeah, you can still do it. Yeah. And I'll interview you. I'll have you on the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. And I think there's even so like there's this is just this is just the the capping the the surface of all that needs to be brought to light about lymphedema and dealing with lymphedema, whether you come from it from cancer or primary or however you come to lymphedema. I mean, I, I hope that this actually starts other people more willing to talk because I had no idea what this little ebook was going to do. I mean, it, for me, it really just started out as one day I was just thinking about where I ended up and just thinking back to like, wow, I just really had no idea, even though I was told about lymphedema, really what that meant you know, during and after my cancer treatment. So that's kind of how I just started writing this, I guess. Well, you know, I, uh, I know writers and um, they've always told me, just write. Every time you have a thought, write it down. Never stop writing. And my daughter, you know, who's a journalist, she writes all the time. She's done it ever since she was a kid. So, you know, I, I find that writing can be serve as a catharsis as well, right, Sid? So, you know, um, lymphedema is one of what most folks call cancer's dirty little secret. And we're going to talk about dirty little secrets today. And that has to do with our, our lymphatic system. And um, so why don't you just go ahead and tell us your story, which I'm looking at right here. If you'd like, I can read it or you can tell it yourself. Sure. I can, you know, I can give a quick, a quick summary of it. Well, basically, um, I, you know, in retrospect, I was still very lucky because my surgeon did refer me after I had an axillary node dissection, which removed 32 nodes um, from one side. And then I think in a biopsy, I had three nodes removed in my left side. But it's, the number of nodes doesn't really matter because it's really a chunk of tissue that they take. So you can really have anywhere from 12 to, I think it's 35 nodes in that chunk of tissue. So I was just blessed with more lymph nodes rather than less lymph nodes. But um, but 
luckily she had referred me to a lymphedema therapist and I went to the lymphedema therapist and she did explain to me what lymphedema was. So I did have some knowledge about it, but I think the missing piece for me when it came to having those lymph nodes removed is that what they just didn't say to me outright, which I wish they had, is that your lymphatic system has now been altered and, you know, and, and, you know, it's not ever going to function the way that it did before I removed those nodes. I think that if I had understood that, I, I would have had a better understanding of, you know, the risk for lymphedema and, and taken it probably a little more serious originally because, you know, that original surgery, it, was, it didn't seem like a big surgery compared to the mastectomy, the hysterectomy, you know, all the other things that I had been through. So, but it's definitely had the most lasting effect. So, after I went to the therapist, I had gone, um, I was setting up for a tag sale, and I was lifting boxes and just kind of going along with my thing, and I felt, um, I felt, I had a bracelet on, I felt it tight, and when I looked down, my whole forearm had swollen up, hmm. and it was so scary, but at the same time, I knew exactly what it was, and I remember I went inside, and I cried, because all of a sudden, it became real what, you know, kind of came flooding back what the lymphedema therapist had said about what lymphedema was and what I was going to have to do to manage it if it showed up, you know. So so that was a little disheartening. And then um, for me, I don't know, you know, if you want to go into this, but for me, the traditional compression sleeve, which worked for a lot, didn't work well for me. So it ended up, I ended up getting, you know, a lot of fluid in above where the sleeve ended, and it was causing pressure in my shoulder, discomfort. Um, I was getting weakness in my hand and, you know, things that were even scarier. And nobody really at that time had a good option for me. How long so ago was, was this? Re- I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, seven, I'm seven years now. She's like yesterday, but it's been seven years since I developed lymphedema. Seven years. Just think about that for a moment. Seven years ago was mm-hmm. not that long ago. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Wow. And doctors still. Still didn't know anything they, about it. Mine was five years ago. They still didn't know anything about it. So. No. And seven years ago, you still weren't supposed to lift heavy things. You weren't supposed to exercise. You're supposed to not do anything that would actually benefit your lymphatic system, which. You know, and I still even remember when they started to talk about even exercising for lymphedema, like that set like the whole lymphedema community upside down mm-hmm. for a while until people started to realize. But the more we know about the lymphatic system, and I think the important thing to know is that the medical community is doing the best they can, or some of them are doing the best they can to figure this out as quick as they can. But it's still a very new condition for for the medical community to deal with, and I think for even patients to deal with. Would you say that's global? I mean, I hear, okay, so the treatment for, the standard treatment for lymphedema is MLD. But most of the training is like Vater and, um, is it close? And they're from Germany and Austria. So that's where it originated, right? Exactly. So does that mean that here in the States we're behind? That's what it sounds like. Would you, what do you think so? Honestly, for myself and what I have discovered, you know, through, because my lymphedema just keeps wanting to develop, you know, to progress and, and show up and do all of that. I, you know, and what I will tell people how I manage my lymphedema, you know, I think that the people would be just in shock. And I think, yeah, I definitely agree that I think that a lot of times 
the U.S., and I hate to say this, but there are therapists out there who are really on the front lines and trying to figure out new ways to do it, but I do think we're extremely behind. And I think a lot of the things that we do for people actually don't benefit them, which I feel terrible saying, but I think it's really true. Okay, so well, we've so, discussed this. We know that that right. um, with the various stages of, of of lymphedema, we know that in some primary cases that um, yeah, you can do your manual lymphatic drainage massage. It's also something I saw in, uh, that I read in a book that you get to a point where just some standard treatment is not going to help Doesn't you help, at all, right? Right. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then one of the, the other things that I learned as as an LSAP is that and, and soon we've talked about this, that, that there's no cookie cutter type t- treatment. No. It has to be individualized lymphatic treatment. Exactly. Okay. And it has to be and it has to be self-care. Right. Because yes. out of everything that's helped me, it's everything I do for myself that right. has benefited me the most. But to go back with the cookie cutter idea is without a doubt, because each person you're going to have to just figure out how, how much your lymphatic system is damaged or where, how, how much of a deficit you have, if it's primary, you know, through trial and error, you can kind of narrow it down to what kind of lymphedema you're dealing with on your own and, you know, and what's going to benefit you once you know all the different tools that there are out there. Like if your lymphatic system has been so cut up and destroyed, like some women get it from, you know, from breast cancer treatment, that their arm swells so, you know, if your arm is really, really swollen and huge, the likelihood is that you have very little lymphatic at that affected area. So you are going to need to do everything you can do to contain it and hold it and try to let least amount of fluid come out. But if you're like somebody like myself, mine has definitely been disrupted, but it's still functioning. And if I help it, it functions pretty well. I mean, it takes a lot of different things for me to get it to keep moving, but that was what I find for myself really benefits me. But I think no matter what more people do for themselves, the better they're going to feel. Like I just started, um, I don't know if you guys have been watching any of my Facebook live things that I started. Um, yeah. I brought, okay. So I brought to life the first time this past time, which I didn't think was that big of a deal, but I do something called rolling. Did you see the little spiky thing and all that <laughs> stuff that, so, so that for me, so what happened, I got into doing that because I was going for MLD and I went weekly for MLD and wearing my garment and and I think I started to get a little bit bad, so I put on a little weight, which we all know is like, if you have lymphedema, that's just something that makes it worse. Right. And my lymphedema went out of control. My tissues were getting, like, spongy and changing. My lymphedema therapist didn't know what to do. And, you know, I'm all, as you guys know me, I'm like, I, I'm not giving up. I'm going to find something. And so I started with this, you know, I, I started to look into what's called the fascia and you know, things that might start, you know, when she said my tissues were spongy. So looking into things that could help, you know, alleviate that sponginess so that fluid could get out of there. And, you know. Isn't fascia kind of fat? 
Isn't that fascia, the fascia's the fa- the fascia? Let me think. I'm trying to remember my. <laughs> it's like it's like the Banana. fibrous. No, I think fascia is like the fibrous. But I'm starting to understand it again. I'm trying to understand it more because the boiling works. So it, I grew, like I said, I right. grew the snot on myself the first time I did it, but it completely has changed my body again, and and the problem areas that I was having with lymphedema. So I don't really know why. I can only come up with theories, but the fascia is like, um, it's like. It's uh, they're like tight, hard, you know, hard things, and I think over time they okay. just get stiffer and and they block lymphatic. Or I think that they block lymphatic flow. But again, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not whatever. I'm just somebody out here just constantly trying to figure it out because I want to stay under control as best I can. I heard you say so, earlier but, that you, you 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 said something that clicked in my head. My lymphedema was getting out of control. So um, my question to you is: Was it moving? Do you have truncal lymphedema? Uh, as well as I, I have it I somehow and again I have it it affects the whole well it affects my whole body I don't okay. know I don't know if because I had the axillary node dissection the the double mastectomies two reconstructions you know I mean I think I've done a, a C-section a fair amount of damage of cutting through my lymphatic so it definitely is all over. I do have it in my trunk. Actually, right now, I said I've moved and I'm trying to deal with I'm getting two camel humps in my lower back. Mm. So it just keeps like popping up in different locations. I have the real, people have different types of lymphedema, though. I've definitely noticed like some people have that really, um, you know, where their skin is spongy and whatever. I have that like, I just get like a balloon, like a water balloon. Wow. That's interesting. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I just feel, it's like just squishy and fluidy. It's I've not like I've seen that spongy and yeah, right. it's not spongy. So wow. I think that mine is easier to move around and to move out as long as I can get it to functioning lymph nodes. I think it's easier than people when it when it starts to change and the tissues spongy and you know I think that that's a lot more difficult to deal with. You know, one of the things that uh, popped out at me, and I'm glad that in the book, it's the page is pink and white and uh-huh. it jumps out at you, and it's how lymphedema can make you feel. And then it says here, I've experienced some of the physical and all the emotional issues with my lymphedema. However, once I figured out how to manage it, I felt a whole lot better. And that's how I felt when I finally understood how to manage my lymphedema and I took control of it. You know, I just owned it. That sounds like what she's done. And this is the way you do it is you just own it. You own it. Right. And yours though, it was so long before you got treatment because there wasn't yeah. any, anybody here in the state of Nevada, no one was available. And then finally you took responsibility. And once you went to see Dr. Hodnick and, yeah. you know, and you owned it and you took care of it, but yours was so advanced. I, I thought, know. I, wow. was listening, I was listening to her uh, speak about uh, the big arm and I think right. about my big arm and you know it's funny because when I look at my arm now and even though to you or someone else who doesn't know me my arm may look swollen to me it looks normal right. <laughs> and it's in my head that's right. how I envision it you know so um, okay so you know and then and also this book is all about advocacy in my mind how you advocate for yourself how you take charge of your life and how sometimes something like this can make you so depressed. And I read, and so you as well, I'm sure, see the post in the lymphedema groups on Facebook. 
Some people yeah. have it so bad and they're oh, so yes. depressed and, and it's lonely. Forever. Yeah. It never goes right. away. It never goes away. And we were talking before the show about those folks who are in the shadows who aren't coming out and talking about this. And then they have a physician who really doesn't know no. what to do and how, you know, and what to or do Or they just blame it. it on your overweight. They may come up some story. I hear so many of them that call me and they say their doctors just say, well, you need to lose weight. You're just fat, whatever. And it's yeah. like, wait a minute, you know, they're not addressing it at all. Right. So, so, so you know, and you know, that, that was why I definitely made note, you know, and again, I am not against the medical community by any means. I'm about helping them understand from our perspective, like to somebody it might just look like swelling, but the, the, somebody who's dealing with lymphedema, it goes so much deeper than that. Right. Especially, you know, especially if you don't have control over it, or like you said, you've had this for a really long time and you haven't been diagnosed, so it's really progressed. And you know, and now there's really very, you can help it, but you can't. You're you're still going to struggle a lot with it. So you know, so the whole goal is to try to help. You know help the medical community want to be more active in helping us. But that is why I put that little part about being in the know and saying that here's that hang up. Because even myself, with all that I do and my doctors and oncologists even knew everything I did, they still dismissed it with me. And every time I would bring it up, I would like want to shrink into the corner. I felt embarrassed for even talking about it with them. Wow. No, that's and I mean, that's great, they were great doctors and they knew about lymphedema, but it made me they made me feel embarrassed that I would even say anything about it. That is, I don't even, I don't even know what to say no, about that. I, didn't, I was lucky I didn't have that I'm experience. Yeah, it's just you know, my 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 um, the the surgeon, you know, all he ever said, you know, was I, I remember signing a release and then um. After I had the breast cancer or surgery, I had the mastectomy. They just said, "Well, don't have uh, any injections in that arm, and don't don't have a, a blood pressure cuff on there." They didn't say anything else. Why? And of course, and I was, you're still kind of traumatized from the whole experience, and so I never asked Completely. why. Right. I mean, so it's you know, I overload. Think that, right. It's overload, and, and even Jim. I mean, he was with me all the time because. I mean, we we're just so shocked that I had breast cancer and we, everything was rush, rush, rush. You know, this is a gold standard. You need to have a mastectomy, blah, blah, blah. And but we never asked those questions. And then uh, it wasn't until um, six months after I had the surgery that I was diagnosed with lymphedema. I discovered it on my own. Like I was putting a long sleeve blouse on and it was so tight. I thought, oh, my goodness, what happened? I couldn't even pull it up my my arm. And I so when I'd asked my husband is, can you tell the difference? Oh, no, they look the same. Well, he doesn't want to hurt my feelings. So <laughs> when right. I went to book club and they said, oh, yeah, your one arm's bigger than the other. I'm like, hmm. Mm. And uh, so Jim got on the internet, and that's how we found Dr. Hodnett right. and how I found CJ. <laughs> and, uh, and he said right away, and so I had the treatment right away. So I was very lucky. It was only stage one, and the treatment really worked, and my arm went back to the generally to the normal size. But have to be vigilant all the time and wear compression and measure it. I have a pump, but I, you know, I right. see, meet so many other people. At, but my, whenever I see my oncologist, he says, "How's your arm doing?" And he looks at it. And the same thing with my gynecologist. She was very, when I had to have the hysterectomy, she was very concerned that, you know, I didn't get lymphedema in my legs either. But other people don't, you know, and I can't imagine being, you know, treated like a lot of the, like how Sue was treated and a lot of the people that call us, like, you know, they're not supposed to talk about well, it. Well, you know, they're shamed. I've spoken to a couple of doctors recently. I don't know enough about that. 
But I have another right. doctor who says, I, I, I am counting on you to help me to know as much as I need that's to good. know. That's, so that's that good. So that part I'm really happy about. The plan. other doctor, I mean, he just doesn't know yet. You know. But right. I'm, I'm just them, saying. A lot of them downplay it. And I think that that was probably my biggest motivator of writing this down. And again, I had, I had really had no idea that it was going to have the impact on the people who read it that it's had. I thought, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what I thought when I wrote it. I just wrote it because that was just something, like I said, I really wish somebody had, I knew I understood this better, you know, and I understood, even if I got it, you know, which I, you know, a lot of people do and I did, I would, I would have just liked to have had a better understanding of what the risks were, what the things I could do, you know, just, just the basic information, because as we know, once you get it or once it shows up, that's it. You're going to have it. it for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and I think oh, it prepares you for it. And I think I was not prepared for it. And, and you know, I just want to pay it forward to other people who have to go through all of this. Like, you know, I just want, and I don't know how to really get it out to people who are going through cancer and if they're even ready for it, but at least it might be there at some point as they're going through it to, you know, if they start to experience swelling and they look it up, I hope they can stumble upon it. Well, I think this book is wonderful for someone who doesn't know anything about lymphedema and who's going through. I think it's a wonderful tool to hand out to someone who is, number one, going to have any type of cancer surgery where lymph nodes are going to be involved, be it your breast or in my case, you know, so I had the sentinel node dissection last year for uterine cancer. And, you know, I'm looking and making sure because there's, you know, it may not be today and it may not be tomorrow. It could be 10 years from now and I'll develop lower extremity lymphedema as a result of that. But however, if I didn't have the knowledge that I have now, I would be devastating, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So that's the, that's the brilliancy in this, this little book here, which is 30 pages. Right, quick, very quick read, but it has quick read. lots of substance. Yeah, lots of it's really, it's very, it's very good. You know, and also, and you um, can identify with everything in everything there. Everything in like, here. Mm-hmm. I was reading it, and I was thinking, wow, I can relate to this. <laughs> you know, and so one of the things I read here, um, and I'm just going to read the entire thing. The damage done sure. to your lymph- okay, so just bear with me. The damage done to your lymphatic system during cancer treatments won't heal, and there's no way to predict it if or how that damage is going to affect your body. The more your lymphatic system has been damaged, the higher your risk for developing lymphedema. Unfortunately, once you're at risk, the risk never goes away. Lymphedema can show up as late as 10, even 20 years later. This is why prevention is crucial. If you develop lymphedema and don't treat it, it can get progressively worse. I know this to be true. There's a tipping point when the swelling in the affected area won't ever completely go down. And we've seen that. Yes. And it never goes down. Uh, Treatment may help, but it won't be um, as effective. And the choices for managing your lymphedema will go down dramatically. Highlighted and starred. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make a point of that because what started out as minimal uh, lymphedema for me became something really grossly um, you know, grossly affected my appearance and all that because it got really, really big. Right. right? right. And, you know, and it spread into your neck and your face. I right. Your you know, and my neck. And, you know, we were talking um, before the show about um, what she described, Sue described as brain fog, but I'm, I'm in agreement with her. 
Um, you know, if you have a back of, of lymphatic fluid and it's trying to find a way to escape, it's going to find ways to get out of your body. Some folks have leaking toes or whatever. In my case, it came out through my eye duct. No one wants to believe me, but I'm telling you that's what happened. (laughs) No, I, I, I think it's very true. I, when I get that foggy feeling, whatever, if I have somebody look at my face. The right side of my face is always like the cheek is a little more swollen than the left side of my mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. And and after I exercise or drain my head or whatever, it goes back down again. So I I truly think that that feeling like a lot of people have, even during cancer treatments, I get, you know, I think that there's some sort of a buildup and that's what's causing that kind of foggy feeling. And that if you can do things to help drain it and to ease it, you know, for me, Swimming and deep diving is the thing that alleviates it the best for me. But, you know, using the rollers and things like that, it can it can really help ease that foggy feeling. But I, I truly believe that brain fog is a lymphatic buildup. Okay. So, you know, so you've written this book and you also have a product. Uh, and I became aware of it in 2012 in Dallas, NLN Conference. And I saw this remarkable garment. Uh, I said, oh, that looks kind of hot. It's sexy. If I wanted to go without a, a tube top, you know how I like to dress sometimes. That would be marvelous for or me. Or undress. Or, you know. Well, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd throw it in there. Yeah. Wow. That's, our, that's our CJ. <laughs> She's a hottie. My past is my past. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, come on now. You took me off, dog. I okay. lost my train of thought. Woohoo. Let's let's talk about rock. <laughs> let's yep. talk about that. You know, here's what happens with lymphedema. And in my experience, it causes you to move one way or the other. In my case, I'm an advocate. In your case, you're an advocate, right? Right. And not only is Sue an advocate and a writer, hint, hint, she has a product. She does. A popular yeah. one at that. So, Sue, I want you to share that with our audience, if you will. Right. Well, that, okay. Well, that's kind of, I guess, how it all started is so. What I, what I discovered because the traditional garments didn't work, and I talk about it at the end of the book, and it all goes along with, for, for me and for my lymphedema, doing things to support the function, the natural function of my lymphatic system is what benefits me the most. So that's doing the exercising, rolling, and then for me, the follow-up is wearing the Solidea Act Massage Garments, which is um, the garments that I sell at soledeamedical.com. And... What they are are they're a lighter they're a lighter compression garment, so they're not as heavy as the twenty thirty or thirty forty. But what makes them different is the inside of the fabric has this wave pattern that imprints on your skin. So as you move, what it's doing is it's pushing and releasing off of your superficial vessels, which are the part of the lymphatic system that sucks up that excess fluid that's in your tissues. So the more you move, the more you know these more these garments kind of help support that that lymph um, drainage in your affected area. And they're, you know, for me, when I wore the heavier compression, the tightness, I, I didn't know that I was claustrophobic until I wore compression. And it really also made me, you know, that tightness really kind of freaked me out too. So, um, so they're, you know, they're easier, especially for elderly patients. We found them really beneficial because, you know, they're easier to put on. They can get them on, you know, they're more comfortable to kind of wear. And like I said, for me, that I'm active and moving around, they really help support the other activities, the other self-care activities I do to keep my lymphatic system functioning, you know, top-notch for where it can be. 
that makes any sense. How did you find that? Did you design it or did you talk to other people? I know it's, was it from Italy? It's from Italy. No, it's actually, okay, so actually the original purpose of these garments were anti-cellulite. Oh, okay. And, okay. Yeah, and, and honestly, they work really well for that as well, let me just tell you, because it really follows the same principle. But um, I just, you know, I don't really know. I know. Well, what happened was I originally had had their 2030 sleeve from Soleil when I was looking for something different because it went over the shoulder, and that helped to alleviate that fluid bulge that I was getting above the sleeve. Uh-huh. But then I traveled to the Young Women's um, Coalition Conference, and the flying triggered the lymphedema in my back. And the only thing that I had was one of their active massage um, lower body garments. And I put it on, and basically it had dissipated the fluid pretty rapidly. And at that time, from everything I knew, that the garment shouldn't have done that. So that kind of led me on this whole journey of understanding and looking into why that worked. And again, that turned into me understanding more. To me, the important part of the lymphatic system that I want to focus on is that superficial system. That's what MLD focuses on, Um, you know, exercising movement. That's that part of your lymphatic system that can suck up that fluid that's trapped in your tissues as long as your trunk, you know, or your, you know, the, the center is clear and able to, you know, help absorb that fluid. Wow. So kind of that's, that's how it started. And then it just kind of, you know, then the more people who I had try it, they had the same kind of benefit that I did. Again, not everybody has the benefit with these garments, but a lot of people do. And that's why I say like, it's really post cancer, your breast cancer where you had, you had damage to it. But before that, you definitely had a more functioning lymphatic system. Um, You have to be mobile, you have to be able to move around. And, you know, and when it comes to primary lymphedema, its ability to work for them is going to depend on where that deficit lies. If the deficit is in that superficial system, then these garments aren't going to work so well for them. But if it's a different part of their lymphatic system, then it seems to work very well for primary patients as well. So it's kind of, I think a little bit of trial and error, but the biggest thing is you have to be able to move around and because the fabric can't, can't do the massaging effect if you're not moving. Okay. So you have it for the arm and the the legs, don't you? Yeah, we have it for the arms, the, the, um, the arms, the bot, the trunk, and then the legs. Okay. Okay. So, and we're always working on creating new garments, you know, that will fit different people's needs because like we said, Nobody's one size fits all. So we talked um, about you that. Know, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how, you know, garments are not one size fit all. Mm-mm. We no. have to. Um you know, I I um I think that I love your garment by the way. I struggle with getting that one on. Yeah. I, I, I really do. do. Cool. I by myself. And I even know yeah. you personally put it on me. <laughs> I still am oh, I remember right. that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was in D.C., but I still have, I still struggle, struggle getting it on. But I like the way it covers yes. Yes. the top and goes all the way around yes. and then also covers part of the other arm. And I like that part, but I'm, I struggle with it, too. I have to kind of like, okay, let me see. And I keep playing around. It's like if you're in a rush, it's kind of hard to get on. Right. But, but that's uh, just that after it's on. Yeah, that's great. Right. And after doing it for a while, like I can stick mine on in about two seconds flat. So it just takes it takes a little <laughs> practice to do it. But we also now have the active massage in a single arm sleeve too. Oh, so, and there you go. In the single arm sleeve, it comes with two in a package. So that way, because I felt really strongly that 
just having one, nobody does their laundry every night, or that's not fair to ask somebody to do. So there's two in each package. That way you can launder one and have one to wear. I love that. Oh, that's good. So, okay. Yeah. So, okay. But it's, it's, oh, wait a minute. So you, it's custom, right? You have to be measured for it? Yes or no? no well, you you can. They're not custom garments. They're all off the shelf still. Okay. So we don't. We don't. We don't do custom just okay. because I think by the time if you need a custom garment, you're in a different. You're you're in a different. You know. Right. Whole different place. You're in a different situation. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I don't think that my garments would benefit somebody who's more in need of a custom garment. I think you know mine is definitely prevention stage zero, stage one, and a you know and an under control stage two. Okay. Is my personal opinion of, of who should be wearing these garments. And I think even in the ebook, I explained that. And then the other thing I just wanted to mention in the ebook that I think is a really cool thing that we did is we created a log so that if you are at risk for developing lymphedema or even if you have it, you can download this log and print it out so you can keep track of the size of your arm, your weight, you know, that sort of stuff. So over a period of time, if you see a big shift, you know, you can kind of just track what's going on with your lymphedema. Okay. So I am into custom now. And well, you're tall. Well, yeah. You're tall. And I have long arms. Oh, long arms, right. Right. So. And so, but it's wonderful. But you, is it progressing more? Um, I don't or think do you so. still have it pretty stable? Okay. I think it's pretty stable. I think my biggest challenge is my hand. My Your arm hand, is right. fine, but it's you my still have hand. Your hand. It's my still hand. Pain. Well, I don't have pain. It's just the hand. It's okay with with your hand. Once I get just just kind of keep an eye on me because I would be very interested in what might the rolling that I do, how that might help your hand. Okay. Yeah. So keep an eye on on what I'm doing because you know that would be an interesting test to see if if what this new kind of technique that I'm coming up with if it will if it benefits somebody in your you know with your hand and where your hand is at. I would be really curious to know. Yeah, because my hand. I'm, I'm always I'm always oh. doing little test things, huh? I was going to say you know it's ironically I've had that arm thing and then when you know in ninety whatever I guess it was nineteen ninety when my hand just went there and yes it's gone down but it's still a challenge for me more so yeah. than, than than my arm. So once it goes into the hand, I think that's one the hand and the feet. Once it goes in there, it is a it's a very it's a huge challenge okay. and it's it's much more life disrupting than if it's just in the arm you know, the arm or the leg. So without a doubt. You know, we wanna so. wanna congratulate you on this book. I don't know how well it's doing um on uh, social media or you would have you know no more about that but i do know that it's a book worth downloading people um absolutely i i i would recommend that you do it's very concise it's back it's full of every every emotion that i've had about exactly uh lymphedema definitely could identify with it relate to it i thought why didn't i have this and right. it's nothing but i'm <laughs> right. i'm making a list of all the other people i'm sending it to right so. i'm actually going to give it to to wow. the two doctors that i'm talking mm-hmm. to right now because it's so simplistic i mean it doesn't you know it's just wonderful you did a great job congratulations oh you guys are so sweet i'm so glad you know i just i really hope that it can it can help our sisters who are coming behind us 
you know, have an easier time with this. And I think all of us had with it. I think that's, I think you know, so. And I think that's, that's what the bottom we, line. that's what we do, right? We help those who are coming behind us, help us, help them yeah, to understand. Right. To make it easier you know, for them. Right. So, um, so uh, go ahead and tell folks how they can get this book. So if you'd like to download this book, you can go to um, com forward slash ebook. Um, or I think you can also go to soledaymedical.com and uh, and you can download it from there. There's two two areas you can get it from. Okay. So, well, thank you, ladies, so much for having me on. I always love chatting with you. <laughs> I love our discussions, without a doubt. So I'm so not sure we did exactly what we were supposed to, but it was a great conversation. And oh. I think hopefully it opens people more up to thinking more broadly about lymphedema and not feeling, you know, so confined by what the medical community says and what people say about lymphedema and that, you know, they kind of open themselves up to some more opportunities to meeting people and, you know, and helping themselves. Because in the end, I think, as we've all figured out, the biggest part of lymphedema is helping yourself and getting connected to people. It's the only thing that makes you feel better. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sue, for being so awesome and and um, oh. our sister friend. <laughs> right. And putting everything out there and making it easier for the next people who, right. you know, who are suffering with lymphedema and don't have a clue how to handle it. It makes it life a lot easier. And you've done that for a lot of people. And we, well, we just appreciate you. And it. You thank guys, you. And you guys as well with Lymphedema Mavens and all of the advocacy you do with the Lymphedema Treatment Act and all that you guys do is just mind-boggling. I think, you know, I think you guys, I bow down to you. I think you guys are doing amazing stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Well, yeah. listen, have a great weekend. Take care of yourself. And, and we'll you be are, in touch. We'll be in touch because yeah. you're thank coming you. back, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Be safe. Okay. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. 